I used to love sitting down with my grandfather telling me stories of old. The older and better days, he used to say. Well, he's no longer here to share those stories, and I wish I'd catalogued them. That's why I felt such an affinity to Tom, a listener from Alabama, now living in Berlin, who started sending us recordings of his memories of growing up. Enjoy this short, true story, read by Tom himself, in this special edition of the show we're calling Reminiscing with Tom. Every time I think I run out of childhood memories, something new pops into my mind. For example, trying to match my father's humor. I found out that when it came to money, humor never applied to him. For example, and I hope you animal lovers, which I am too, don't take this too serious. Living out in the country, as it was known then, and now is a very populated area, my father decided to go across the bay to a friend of his to purchase a small pig to fatten up for food in the forthcoming year. The whole family was loaded into the Oldsmobile 88 and set out for an hour or so drive. Just to drive across the causeway, which crossed over Pinto Island and onto Old Spanish Fort, was a wonderful outing for me and my siblings. I liked going this way, because in the upper bay near Spanish Fort, there were several dozen victory ships anchored together waiting to be turned into scrap metal. These ships were left over from the Second World War, and I'm sure that my dad had helped build them. For a couple of years... There was what I thought a pirate ship there, too. Later, I found out it was an old sailing ship that made the run from Cuba to Mobile with various cargo. I never truly found out what happened to it, but in the back of my mind, it tells me that this ship caught fire and burned to the water level one night. Now back to our trip over the bay. My father found the old farmhouse rather easy, and the dealings went on until they settled for a grand prize of five dollars, I believe it was. We loaded the piglet into the trunk of the car and set out for the return home, another hour's ride into the dark and foggy night. As we pulled into the front yard, got out of the car, and approached the trunk with exhaust smoke clearing in the windless night. Boy. That pig ain't going to be happy. So as soon as I open the trunk, you be prepared to grab him before he gets away. On the count of three, Dad opened the trunk, and I jumped in and grabbed the pig. Well, no movement and no sound came from the animal. Oh, that poor thing. I said, Dad, either he's asleep, but I think he's dead. Rigor mortis had already set in. Sure enough, the poor animal had suffocated from the, all that exhaust, stiff as a board, with his mouth wide open, gasping for air. My dad said under his breath, Now what? Five dollars down the drain and the gas money too. Now this is where I tried to lighten up the situation a bit and tried to match my father's humor. Dad, I said, with the pig's mouth open now, why don't we put him on a post and use him as a mailbox beside the road. Then, with a stern voice, he said, Get into the house, boy. Now, to this day, I can't remember what happened to that pig. With hard times and nothing going to waste in the South, we probably ate him anyways. Never try to match your dad's humor. 
Now, as I mentioned before, weekends were mostly for family visits, taking Fred back to the home or working on the old car. My dad was always looking for old junk cars he could get and make a little money by taking them to the junkyard. I don't know how legal it was, but often I would be the little kid at the wheel of the towed vehicle. I believe you need a license for that. But anyways, once we were able to get an old bread truck, a cube van, and Dad tied a very long tow rope, he didn't want to cut a perfectly good rope, to the junker and we set out to go across town to the junkyard. My cousin Kermit was at the wheel this time. We didn't know that the towed truck had faulty brakes, or actually none at all. So at the first stoplight, and at a very high speed, Kermit couldn't manage to stop before hitting my dad's car. So the only choice Kermit had was to go around him, which also jerked dad's car somewhat off to the left as we passed. I'll never forget the look on Dad's face as he saw us passing him up. He almost swallowed that old cigar. Now, on the subject of old cars, many historic collectors would go into a fetal position and cry their eyes out if they knew that my dad had cut down a couple of Model A Fords into trucks. They're collector's items now. Not the trucks, but the Model A Fords. As a child, I always dropped down into the back seat to hide because of the embarrassment of riding in an old jalopy. Whenever we were told that we were moving again, we almost dropped to our knees and prayed that the next old house would be at the top of a hill and not below. Why? Well, have you ever tried to push an Oldsmobile 88 with an automatic transmission up the hill to start it? Think about that for a minute. Now, Fred reminded me the other day about us taking him back to the home on Sunday nights in one of Dad's old cars that had a bad muffler, which he couldn't afford to repair or replace. Summers were no problem, but those cold winter nights were killers. There was always a choice of between rolling down the windows for fresh air to breathe and freezing or finding yourself dead on arrival due to carbon monoxide poisoning from the bad muffler. So as you can hear, Fred and I were still alive and kicking because we chose to roll down the window. That is, when the window crank worked, here's to fresh air and old cars. Sincerely, Tom. Tune in again next time for more Reminiscing with Tom.